As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome in. It is live at Saturday. Usual crew, Jonathan Von Tobel, Pamela Maldonado is here as well. Blue is the theme, but hopefully <laughs> uh, we are not blue today as we get NFL action wildcard weekend or super wildcard weekend is upon us. We are finally here. We get to see who will win the Super Bowl in the next few weeks. And it starts today. Very exciting. We got two really good games. All of them actually mm -hmm. uh, this weekend are really intriguing, Pam. And this is kind of like, I think, the theme of this overall weekend. And I use this term a lot, but I'll, you know, or this analogy, but I think I'll use this again i think it's an analogy um three weeks four weeks from now when we see whoever hoist the lombardi trophy i honestly feel that of all of these teams there's maybe two but all the rest if i threw them in a hat and took one out i don't think i'd be surprised that they won the super bowl like i think mm -hmm. that this nfl season has shown the epitome of parity in the national football league how tight all of these games are essentially how tight i mean we see these numbers as well for the most part how tight these numbers are i think this is going to be i think a postseason that is going to be pretty memorable because i do think we have a lot of teams that are very similar to one another mm -hmm. do can get out over the course of the next three to four weeks and because there's so many injuries um from different teams it kind of like levels out the playing field makes things a little bit more even weather of course is going to be a factor today uh, and tomorrow with wind and rain or snow or all the above so we'll um i think it's going to be very interesting i'm very excited i'm ready to see joe flacco i think uh i shared the same sentiments with a majority of it seems like everybody has flacco fever right now yep. and i am one of those people as well so i'm super excited to see what he can bring to the table so let's start there cleveland and houston we set the scene to now uh this isn't going to tip off what time does this one uh, start like 1 30 right? yeah right so we're gonna have plenty of time to break this thing down but we'll start with the news of the day and tracking everything that we're seeing here uh, but Cleveland and Houston as we sit right now it is two and a half with a total of 45 and not surprising this has just been kind of toggling back and forth between two and a half two so I'll let you go first here as to because I know we you know we texted we share obviously we, we get ready for the show uh, I know what you're looking at here in this matchup so <laughs> set the scene for why Cleveland on the road against Houston laying this number with a total of 45 uh, what you like here and why I like Joe Flacco. I like what I've seen from him as far as we know what we're going to get from him and they're going to pass early and often. And it's because of those big throws that he goes for every chance that they get. Just continue on with what you've been doing with this Cleveland offense. Flacco turned a Cleveland static offense pretty much into a very explosive passing offense. And that's something that we really hadn't seen all season with the other quarterbacks. So I think because of his arm ability, because of his multi-year experience in the NFL, he's actually bringing a little bit more mobility for his age of 38, which gives him a little bit of opportunity to find some of those open men downfield, kind of scrambling out of the pocket a bit and making plays. And you can absolutely exploit a Texans defense, which is bottom five before YPA allowed completion percentage. So I think he himself can be the it, fa it factor. Um, 
he has been throwing 40 plus attempts every game. I don't see any reason for that to not continue. So I think there's a there's a lot and focusing on Flacco really quickly. What is interesting and I'll make I'll I know this is an analogy, so I'll use this one more time. And I have talked about this a lot with you guys, which is I have likened the way that the Cleveland Browns play offense uh, to a team like the Boston Celtics who shoot a lot of threes, right? Which is mm-hmm. there is a high variance with the way in which you play offense. And right. so when you take your shots downfield, when you're averaging nine and a half yards per attempt downfield, and that by the way, that's watered down by the last game in which he played. That was week 17, uh, where his A dot was only about six and a half yards per carry, or excuse me, six and a half yards because they didn't really have to do anything against the Jets. Right. But overall, this is a hyper aggressive offense. Right. And there is some variance to that. And by the way, you saw it a little bit in the matchup in the regular season against this Houston Texans mm-hmm. team, which is he threw, um, so we got this right, three touchdowns, mm-hmm. but he also threw two interceptions. But those two interceptions were like arm punts, right? It was taking shots downfield and getting aggressive because you know that, hey, we're going to win the other side of this variance because of our defense and how good it is. But there is a negative to that variance. And then to bring it back to basketball, Pam, there's a night where you just go cold from three. Right. And so I think that there is a risk here. And maybe it's not in this game. That's a, the, the tough part in kind of breaking down variance, which is when does it happen? It could happen here. It could never happen. It could happen right. in the Super Bowl. It could happen in two weeks, whatever it is. And he could continue on this run. But that's one thing that kind of I push back on whether or not this run for Cleveland is going to be legitimate. This upgrade for Cleveland from a power rating standpoint is going to be legitimate. And that brings me to my main sticking point with this game. When they played Houston Mm -hmm. without Will Anderson, without C.J. Shroud, the Browns closed as three-point favorites on the road. Those two guys were playing. We're only talking about a half-point difference between that line, right? And then now to sitting at two-and-a-half? Like, that to me is why I think the Texans are the side. Outside of everything else, I don't have more analysis. For me, it's a pure numbers play of I think that this is not enough of an adjustment. I agree with that assessment, um, but... I do agree with it. And that's a point that I actually myself did not think of. That makes it a little bit more interesting. But I'm going to go with experience because Flacco has been in the NFL for what, 16 years, 2008. (laughs) That's how long that he's been in it. That was Obama's first year as presidency when he won. There's so many things that have happened. And CJ Stroud is in his first rookie year in the playoff. Like that alone is just okay. When it comes to like, I trust Stroud, what we've seen from him as a rookie quarterback. He has been outstanding by far, of course. But this is now a playoff situation pressure situation pressure spots i think i have to go with trusting joe flacco in this all right so really quickly we interrupt this we do have some really important breaking news here in the national football league for anybody watching um bills and steelers has been moved to monday so we are not going to get this game played tomorrow uh that was set for sunday 1 p.m eastern this is now going to be played monday at 4 30 p.m eastern so with that this is very important right mm-hmm. it very much emphasized anybody out there Check your house rules. Don't assume that your bets and your tickets are valid and good and everything with a movement in terms of game time. Always check house rules with wherever you're at because there are rules in place at almost every single sports book. And I would say every single sports book dealing with time changes, game changes. Um, And in a game like this, obviously pretty impactful because they're moving this for a reason, right? In terms of the weather, Mm -hmm. a lot of the bets were tied into this weather. But again, the news here. Uh, New York State Governor Kathy, H- I don't know, Huckle, Huckle, whatever, uh, announced <laughs> that the Steelers' bills has been moved to 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday. Uh, they had declared a state of emergency out there. So uh, all of this weather that we were discussing and getting ready to discuss um, pretty much out the window because they're moving this for a reason, Pam. Right. But really big to check house rules. As you see here, this was the weather report uh, for this game tomorrow. Chance of snow, or, you know, snow throughout the entire game, but the wind was absolutely wild. We're talking about upwards of gusts of, what was it? Uh, not gusts, uh, sustained winds right of about 22 23 miles an hour and gusts up to nearly 40 miles an hour potential for a whiteout uh, snow during the whole thing seemed like it was going to be a nightmare so again bill Steelers has been moved to monday 4 30 p.m eastern time what is the general house rules on that isn't it like if it i would i from what I recall, I would have to look it up and you might be doing that. But the house rules, I think if the match is still played, match games, whatever is played within a certain duration within. So if it was scheduled for Saturday, rescheduled to the following day within a seven day window, then it is still action. But yes, check your book because I but I believe that that's the general house rules. That could be it. Yeah. I have to check myself because that's one of the bets that I have. <laughs> that's why I'm wondering. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something to check. Every house rule changes and is different. But again, generally, there are house rules for something like this. Like you said, I think usually when you're talking about playing within the sense of like 24 hours or something right. like that, right, then that's going to happen. The trick is this was 1 p.m. Eastern. It's 430 p.m. Eastern the next day. Yeah. So yeah. again, check how 
house rules. That's the bottom line. Like, yeah. don't assume that your ticket is fine and good. And just make sure that it is because you don't want to go through anything like this. Well, actually, and to with you, I'm kind of excited because now we can hopefully talk about the actual matchup itself, right? There's a lot of intriguing football matchups here for the Steelers and the Bills that now we can maybe see play out because they get a semblance of normal weather right. as opposed to, you know, remember the uh, the wind game? What was it, two years ago when the Patriots and Bills played and they just ran it a million zero times? Zero pass attempts. Yeah, no, zero pass <laughs> attempts and stuff like that. Like, that creates so much variance. Right. And so now in a spot like this, at least maybe you get some X's and O's. So again, if you're just joining us, Steelers and Bills has been moved to Monday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check your books around uh, for house rules. We'll get back to that game momentarily. So we we're talking about Texans um, and Browns and talking about the, the, the number, right, and what's going to go on with this one. The fact that we're up to two and a half. So I'll ask this. I don't think this is the case. So I like the Texans here. Will I get three before kickoff today? Because this has been solidly moved to two and a half across the board. I don't think that's the case. I think that there's a lot of people like me who are sitting back and waiting to see if it gets there. Um, a lot of smart people, I would say. But I don't think it gets to three. Do you? I don't think. No, not at all. It never came off. If anything, it goes in favor towards the Texans because it was at two earlier yesterday. I mean, Circus at uh, Circus at minus two. Oh, excuse me, two and a half minus one fifteen. Mm. Uh, so I don't like again. I don't know if it'll get there, but I'm very intrigued. And we should note too, right? The the trend of the rookie or the first time quarterbacks in the postseason. Uh, I know that that mm. is something that people like to circle uh, and focus on, but it should be a really good game between these two. Next up, now this does have some weather tied into it. We'll get to our confidence plays coming up and a little bit more analysis on this. Miami and Kansas City. Kansas City is a, up to a five-point favorite now with a total of 43 or 43 and a half. There's a couple of 44 still out there if you still want to bet this thing under. Uh, but Pam, your thoughts is this is also the other weather game. And there's actually a couple, like there's expected rain here for Tampa Bay and Philly. Uh, but we'll have more on this on the other side. But your initial thoughts on Dolphins and Chiefs. This has nothing to do with all of my handicapping. I really do not consider weather as a factor at all. I was thinking of like the football side of things. And I love the under and 43 and a half. The opening line is 42 and a half. So I'm getting an extra line of value there. Casey's offense just has not been the juggernaut that we've known it to be. But what has been is their defense. It has been pretty elite. They're second in yards allowed and in points allowed. And if you can slow down Miami's run game, that's going to be the big key factor. If you can force Tangavaloa to generate a passing game, now considering the weather, I'm not sure he's going to be able to do so in these weather conditions. But if you can eliminate that running game, I really think because of all the injuries that Miami has right now, they don't have any. They don't have their pass rushers. Um, <laughs> we have Raheem Mostert in the running game. I'm just not sure that Miami Tua Tagovailoa has what it takes to go into Arrowhead into the postseason with all the injuries on both defense and offense and come out with a win against the Chiefs, top five in almost every defensive metric. Yeah, I think it's really, and we'll have to talk about this a little bit more too, that the one defensive metric that the, the Chiefs do not grade out well in is running, like defensive, uh, excuse yeah. me, against the run. Sorry, I'm trying to text somebody to get the house rules for Circa so we can get these, um, is defending the run up the middle, which is like one of their weak things. And, and defending the run in general is somewhat weak as well. And one of the underrated things about Miami, which we'll get to more on the other side, which is why I actually think this game is going to go over. And we'll talk about the weather impact of that too. They're a really good running game. Like they, they are one of the best rushing attacks in the National Football League. All right, we'll take our break. We'll have more on this. We are resuming a confidence picks. Hopefully it goes better this time around. Uh, and also Remember, breaking news, if you're just joining us, Steelers, Bills, postponed to Monday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll have more on the impact of that when we return here on Live Bet Saturday. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. 
There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. Today, Michael Lombardi talks about the impact of weather and first-time playoff quarterbacks. Those are the themes of Wild Card Weekend, and that's what Lombardi breaks down, um, including really good analysis on what's going to happen between Casey and Miami, which we'll get to momentarily. Uh, An excerpt, seriously, who can adjust to that weather? I understand the Russian in the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos screamed he never feared the cold, claiming to bathe in frigid weather, so there's no getting used to an element worth noting that's part of the newsletter today. Check it out. VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Yeah, Sopranos reference over my head. I've never, do you ever watch The Sopranos? <laughs> I've never seen one episode. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched anything either, but uh, Lombardi really does love uh, The Sopranos. Tell you this. <laughs> All right, for those who are just joining us, again, breaking news is that the Steelers and the Bills are going to change the day in which they will play, and we are no longer going to have this game tomorrow. It has been moved to Monday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. So, that is the topic of the day. We were bringing this up, and if you go to VSIN uh, Live up on Twitter, we do have the uh, updated house rules from DraftKings as to how this is handled over there. Uh, games must start in the same scheduling week of the league. For the NFL, scheduling week is Thursday to Wednesday, local stadium time at Circa. All football games must be played within eight days of originally scheduled date for action. In all football games are action of reg- regardless of location. So, uh, again, looks like everything's good right so if you got a ticket whatever it is you've bet it under all that kind of stuff your ticket is live at least at circa and over there at DraftKings. always helpful to check out house rules uh, but that is the update again is that we are going to see this game moved to monday 4 30 p.m eastern time with that pam mm-hmm. more on chiefs and dolphins so i wanted to expand on this really quickly so by all accounts it is going to be very cold here in kansas city right it's gonna be freezing I always laugh at this concept, though, right? Because we get this thought process of like, it's Miami. Of course, Miami's not going to have a it's, it's a team from Miami. They're going to be terrible in this weather. This gets to the point where I think everybody's going to be terrible. Right. And by the way, uh, do you remember where Kadarius Tony played football at college? No. Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, let's let's not act like oh, every single person who plays for Kansas City is from the area and right. are these like frigid Vikings who just know exactly how to handle the cold. Right. And I think this is kind of overblown in the thoughts here with the Miami Dolphins in that a lot of people, I think, you know, just look at my finger and test in the wind. People are like, oh, it's Miami. They're going to they're going to struggle here. Like and like I, I've made the joke a thousand times this week. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's really going to struggle in Kansas City. He's got no <laughs> shot. Right. He's got no shot at dealing with this cold. He's never experienced it before. But I think we get to a point where it's just miserable for everybody right Mm -hmm. and and i but i I also like i'm reading reports and all that kind of stuff it doesn't sound like the wind is going to be anything wild right that is really what's more impactful when it comes to weather or excuse me when it comes to impacting totals i think these are two teams that could run the ball somewhat effectively even if it does come to some inclement conditions when it comes to the wind if there's like a stretch where the gusts start picking up or whatever it is but I, I think this is why, for me, I want to see how low this gets and what the market's going to do with this, but why I find myself pushing back and wanting to bet over this, because these are two teams that I still think can score. And from the Dolphins' perspective, him, you brought this up, which this is more valid if you're going to bet against the Dolphins, which I don't blame anybody for doing it. 
they're down like four edge rushers. Yeah. Davian Howard's not going to play. Right. Like there are so many different injuries that this Dolphins team is dealing with, especially on defense, where you tie in that, you tie in a Chiefs defense that has struggled against the run, specifically up the middle, all of these sort of things. I don't see why this game can't be higher scoring than what we're assuming. Well, I do want to uh, punch back a little bit on that run game defense from Casey. Yes, it has struggled early in the season, but there's a key factor coming into it for today that's going to make a difference. And that's uh, Nick Bolton, their linebacker. He returned in week 14. Ever since he, he had been missing most of the season from his injuries, ever since he returned, this run defense has largely improved to close out the season. They have improved in yards per carry allowed, opponent run success percentage, yards before contact, and big run plays allowed. Not now having him on the field, that is going to change the dynamic of things. So can Miami still have a run game success? Of course, they have a one-two punch with Raheem Mustard and A-Chain. But because Nick Bolton is already back in the lineup and this Chiefs defense is elite, this is the first team since the 2012 Seattle to hold every opponent to under 28 points this season. This has been the best defense from the Andy Reid era era 17 points per game fewest in any season with Andy Reid as a head coach mm-hmm. this is a different type of defense and we have seen to a tongue of Iloa, regardless of the weather struggle against good defenses I think so I mean the thing with Tua is I keep going back to like the the thought that he struggles in cold weather remember they, they went to Buffalo on a th- on a third on a Saturday it was freezing and right. they lost 32 to 29 right you know what I mean like they actually they scored in a really big fashion it with their playoff game with um Skyler what's his face Thompson uh, yeah like they had over 30 points in that one too so like it's pretty interesting like you look at this right here right to his uh, coldest starts in the National Football League look at those scores like especially right. two of them right against the Buffalo Bills like those are some high scores in really cold weather so again my whole thought is like we immediately think cold in this is a different type of cold so i'm probably i could be wrong here right because everybody's just like dude i don't want to be here um but i still think that we're we're overvaluing we're over we're overblowing what this could be which leads us into this and you see that by the way 29 degrees december 17 2022 at the bills they lost 32 to 29 36 degrees january 3rd 2021 at the bills again 56 to 26 and this does hit on another one of my points by the way really quickly about this thought that Miami's not going to have like a shot in the cold. They play in the AFC East. They, they go to New York. They yeah. go to Buffalo. They go to New England. And there's times where they go later in the year. So I don't think it's like this big thing that like this team from Miami is going to struggle. So with that, we have our confidence selections. We're doing this a little bit differently. So there's 13 total playoff games. What Caesar wanted to do is we're going to assign points one through 13, but you can use them at any time. Uh, but somewhat Survivor-esque in that, like if you use seven, for example, you can't use seven again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, these are the lines that we're using for the game. Cleveland minus two, total of 44 at Houston. <laughs> Miami at Kansas City, Chiefs minus four and a half, total of 44. Pam, go ahead and set it up the plays that you got and uh, your uh, play, your points and what you're going to use. I'm going to go on the lower scale here and back the Browns at minus two. This is a confidence rating of two. I do really like it, but I am also really worrisome of CJ Stroud, so I'm going to rank it a little bit lower. But I have to put my trust in Flacco because five starts, 40-plus passing attempts in all four of those games he's averaging 320 passing yards in those games he can exploit a defense for Houston who is 25th in passing yards allowed 30th in completion and we talked about the boomer bust as far as like he's going to throw an interception but it's purely because of the frequency of which he's passing I think he really has an opportunity here to exploit the Texas defense and of course 16 years of experience in the NFL I'm heavily weighing that and he's the only quarterback in the playoffs right now that has as many he has four wins in the Wild card round. Most He's five and zero. Oh. Five and zero oh, yeah. compared to everybody else in the league. So experience, I'm going to put that into my card. I'll double check. And then um, my confidence rating for Miami and Casey on the under. I talked about Bolton being back into the lineup for that defense. So I think uh, for the Chiefs. So I think that could help the defense who has been struggling against the run really improve against this mark. And I do. I have to also consider. I know you can look at the totals for previous of Tang of Aloha, but. I really, I don't trust him um, against this strong of a defense for the Chiefs. I'm going to put my trust in the defense for KC to get the cover, keep this game under because they're what, 15 and one to the under this season. And that's for good reason because their defense is showing up and their offense, the Chiefs offense continuously, second half struggles all season long. I kind of expect the same 
for that to not change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chiefs have been one of the better under teams so far this season. Uh, let's see. Yeah, where do I, I did that in reverse. Uh, StatFox has them as 70.6% of their games, 5 and 12 to the uh, over. So, again, 12 and 5 to the under, uh, mm-hmm. if you put it that way. Um, all right, so that's going to be what? Two on the Browns, two points on the Browns, seven on the under. Yes. Uh, for Miami KC. All right, so for my selections here, uh, we're going to go Oppo. Uh, Texans <laughs> plus two for eight points. Again, for me, it's, it's, it's purely like a number thing here with the Cleveland and and Houston. I I get all of the matchups and and things that work, but when you tell me that your starting quarterback and your best edge rusher are both playing in a game in which they did not play previously and the market says that there's only, here we're using a point, but right now it's two and a half, only a half point difference with those two out there. To me, that screams, I'm going to bet this number. That that is not accounting enough for the return of two very impactful players for the the Houston Texans. So, has to do with that, has to do with a Browns offensive line that will allow Joe Flacco to get pressured and with Will Anderson out there he's going to have the ability to get after Joe Flacco Flacco has been under pressure on just about 32 percent of his dropbacks as uh, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns so with a really talented head rusher there I think they're going to be able to get to him and as you mentioned I'm just playing on the variance angle as well uh, Flacco is probably going to turn this ball over. It's the way that they play football. But I also think that could lead to success on my end to really help out in terms of winning this game, potentially covering whatever it is against them. And then Miami, Kansas City, uh, over 44. Uh, This one, did I give you guys? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, three. I only used three. So, it's not one of the more confident plays that I have here to bet this thing over. The weather does change things, obviously. But I do think going back to this, like this is an angle, Pam, that I generally will roll with, which is just, again, cold doesn't impact stuff as much when it comes to scoring as much as precipitation and there should be a wind and precipitation there's not really going to be much of that other stuff so i think that you're going to have enough especially with the miami defense that is so beat up it's not going to be able to take advantage of some bad tackles for the kansas city chiefs that they're going to come out here and have at least by this measure a higher scoring game by comparison caesar also with you on cleveland minus two not the most confidence of uh, most confident of selections with three points and then using six points on the under 40 so me on an island <laughs> generally how it is on this show all right we'll take our break we'll come back we have more to get to including the later matchups in wildcard weekend and some trends to discuss as well this will we return here on live bet saturday this is live bet saturday on vsan the sports betting network Check out a live bet Saturday VEASAN Pro subscription. That's right. I have decided that I am going to get you 10% off on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. All you have to do is use the promo code LIVE, L-I-V-E. You sign up now, get access to everything we do. Absolutely brilliant in terms of our content off of the website. Daily write-ups in every single sport. We're talking about the PGA Tour, the NBA, the NHL, all of football, college basketball ball and everything in between and of course our betting tools and everything that we have to offer picks page betting splits all part of a visa and pro uh, pro subscription you get 10 percent off all you got to do use a promo code live l-i-v-e just posted right now in two minutes when i finish in the next commercial break my nba article which is up on the website of visa.com slash jvt I was going to ask you, what do you think I'm on today, Pam? But I sent it to you guys. You guys <laughs> All right. Something or nothing. We've got trends here in Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. You're going to tell me whether these are something or nothing. You ready? Mm-hmm. Since the National Football League. Don't look. Don't look. Put that okay. down. Since the National Football League expanded. <laughs> I want you to work <laughs> organically here. Since the NFL expanded the format in 2020, the seven seeds, 0 oh and 7, straight up in the postseason. Something or nothing. Something. Why? Um, those are the worst teams going up against one of the, the best, the top ones. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. I agree. Yep. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now, in terms of covering and whatnot, you know, that's another thing. But it, I, this is, I think, one of the big pushbacks, right, on expanding the playoffs, which is like, dude, yeah, of course. Like the bad teams, you're letting in one more bad team. And then all of a sudden, they're not performing well, Pam. It's mm-hmm. shocking. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, until last year, again, because I'm an NBA nerd. I'll bring it back to that. 
until last year, we didn't see a play-in team right. win a playoff series, right? Because play-in teams are bad teams. We were right. talking about the you know teams seeded seven through ten, and until the Lakers won the play-in and then made a run to the Western Conference Finals, we hadn't seen them win a playoff series. So same the same thinking here. I think it is something. It's bad teams. We'll see if maybe this changes this year. So again, seven seeds, zero and seven in the playoffs since the expansion in two thousand and twenty. Since two thousand and two. Quarterbacks making their first playoff start versus a quarterback with playoff experience are 17, 35, and 1 against the spread, or 32.7%. That applies to CJ Stroud mm-hmm. to, uh, versus Joe Flacco, Tua Tagovailoa against Patrick Mahomes, Mason Rudolph versus Josh Allen, and Jordan Love versus Dak Prescott. Something or nothing? Something. I definitely believe that experience matters and it's not just in the NFL. It's with like a lot of sports. It's going to come into high pressure situations. What happens in a two minute drill? Uh, Who's most likely to make a mistake when it counts most? Like all of that comes into fruition because of the more experienced player. So I think this is something, but it's not for the reason that we think it is, okay. right? So generally, okay, if you're a playoff rookie, if you've never started in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. More often than not, would assume that you were drafted to a team that at one point was bad, right? right. They, needed a, they needed a quarterback. They needed to start rebuilding. And if you're playing a quarterback who has been in the postseason before, you would assume that that team has been to the playoff multiple times. Right. Generally a better team. You right. know what I'm saying? So like, I think that there's something here, but I think we just get so simplistic when it's just like, he's never played, he has, there we go. <laughs> and it's like, no, like if you look at it with some nuance, probably the guy that's been to the playoffs before is probably on a team that's kind of good because he's been to the freaking playoffs before. And the team or the guy who is a rookie quarterback starter is taking a team or at least that iteration of the team right. to the playoffs for the first time and are early along right on the rebuild and whatnot. So does that makes sense. Like there is well, something yes. to it, but I think we're doing it too simplistically when we're saying or it's the quarterbacks. Both can also be true because to your case, it is something like Tua Tangvalo versus Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. He has been on a really great team who has won a Super Bowl, obviously. But somebody else like uh, CJ Stroud going up against Joe Flacco, 16 years of experience compared to a rookie, that is drastic. And obviously, we haven't really seen this much of a difference probably since Tom Brady faced. I would have to look that up. But like that would, I think both of our cases can be true. By the way, I mean, I would just say too, Joe Flacco did kind of like he's had a very mediocre career outside of like the playoff run that he had. Uh, Joe is a pretty mediocre quarterback. He's very Eli Manning-esque. But he is, was still also paired up with a very great coach mm-hmm. with route key parts, no, uh, with a great defense. That's kind go. of what you... You're making my point for but me, But that's actually. also kind of what he is mixed in right now with the Browns. Yeah. Almost kind of like a straight copy. Well, that's so that's kind of my point, too, is just like like you, you bring up all those is brilliant because it's like we're going to look at say, like Joe Flacco, undefeated in Wild Card Weekend experience. And like you just said... He was playing with an awesome defense. Like Joe Flacco was great. Don't get me wrong. But again, I just we need to add nuance to some of these right. trends, I think. And that's that's my argument in this case. All right. Next up. Well, then to that point, Joe Flacco, five and zero in the wild card round of the playoffs. Okay. Something or nothing. Something because of the team that he was on. He was working with Harbaugh. The Ravens did have one of the best defenses in the league for a while there. Um, yeah. All of that matters. So he was a factor onto an overall great scheme yeah i wanted to look this up too by the way uh because again i like these trends going back to the first time quarterbacks in the postseason mm-hmm. uh, you know certain guys do have success like we saw patrick mahomes get in there and and win a playoff game right, right. in his first time so it does happen um, so don't automatically think it's not going to and obviously 17 times they have covered all right the outright winner in wild card weekend has an ats record of 58 9 and 1 against the spread over the last, you know, however many games that is, what are we talking about here? 70. So, well, it doesn't say, it doesn't, I mean, outright winners and ATS record. You still have to guess who's going to win. That's kind of right. a big factor, right? right? You still have to know who's going to win. I always like these trends. So uh, outright winner, ATS record, 58, nine and one ATS. That's something. Um, I kind of used the same logic when it came to the college football playoffs, where I was less inclined to want to take like an underdog spread. And I just wanted to get take money line because mm. more often than not, if a team is going to get the cover, they're coming out with the win. And so for favorites, everything and these favorites, um, all of these spreads are kind of within one point, uh, one score. So, yeah, it is something. Yeah, they're all um, within one possession outside of Buffalo. By the way, we do have a new right. number up there. Uh, Buffalo nine and a half total has been reposted at thirty seven and a half. 
So again, there's still going to be inclement weather conditions there. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, Buffalo Pittsburgh was moved to Monday. It is no longer going to be played on Sunday. It's going to be played on Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, yeah, I guess that's something. I mean, my whole thing is this. Like, I guess you could look at that and go, well, that means if you like the favorite, you just lay the points. Like, go ahead. And I'm just like, I guess. I don't, I don't know if there's an automatic correlation right. if, you're, if you're looking at that. And again, the hardest part is you still have to guess what the winner is. Like, right. we had this trend that was... Um, was it college basketball? I think that a lot of people were talking about that. Where like the winner in college hoops in March Madness was like you know some ridiculous number ATS. Mm-hmm. You just got to pick the winner. It's like okay, that's that's still <laughs> that's still quite the process when you're talking about taking advantage of a trend like that. All right, first time head coaches eight and six straight up, nine and five against the spread over the last five seasons. That would be D'Amico Ryan's and Dan Campbell. Something or nothing. So that trend is saying that the first year coaches do well. Yes. Yes. Um. That's an interesting one. It kind of, I would say, <laughs> it kind of conflicts a little it bit conflicts. with the first-time quarterback, right? Because <laughs> generally, you're going to have first-time quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Dan Campbell does not have one. Right. We, we know that um, Jared Goff has been to the postseason, been to the Super Correct. Bowl. Uh, but Demigo Ryans does have one. And a lot of the times, again, if you're a coach that's making your playoff debut, more often than not, you're taking a team that you have you know, hired on, constructed, rebuilt to a certain extent, and, and brought in. So it is pretty interesting. But yeah, again, 8-6 and six straight it up, 9-5 ATS, something or nothing. I'm going to go with a little bit of both. Can can we do a little bit of both? Because at least I get. uh, No, Pam, you can't have nuance in conversations. (laughs) It's got to be yes or no. It is binary. Fine. I'm going to go with no. It's nothing. There we go. So we like to see in this world. All right. Four. How about this? These are my favorites. The four seeds are 20 and 14 straight up 20, 12 and two against the spread over the last 17 wildcard games. Some Nothing. Why are you asking with the question? Mark? It's your opinion. Because <laughs> that's like a that's that is a very like specific one. The fourth seed, <laughs> like yeah. okay. So who are the two four seeds in this one? So the four seed in the uh, AFC would be the um, the Houston right. Texans. The Texans, and, and the four seed would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC. Oh God! Uh, only because I'm against Stroud. Let's go with nothing. <laughs> I'm loving it, right? I'm loving it now. I'm a Texans backer. Let's go. I'm all in now. I can't wait to advance to the next side. All right. This is another one of my favorites. Unders in the three versus six matchup have gone 15-0-1 over the last eight <laughs> seasons. No shot. That's just random variance over the course of a small sample size. These three six, uh, these three six matchups, automatic unders. Um, I'm gonna love that one at least for the Chiefs and the and the Dolphins. That one makes sense. Um, I'm gonna go with nothing. I think a lot of this, at least in the first round, maybe you're playing conservative in the wild card rounds. Um, Maybe that's more so the case rather mm. than just like the sample size of it going under. I'm going to say nothing. Nothing. I think maybe randomly three, six matchups have just trended to the under for uh, a random stretch of time. But that's pretty interesting. All right. Games with line movement. Uh, let's see. Had have had suckers as betters. Uh, this is not English. Let's see. What is this saying? What? Okay. Games with line movement have had success as, oh, okay, success. As betters are 29, 25, and one against the spread in favor of the line movement. So follow the money. Okay. So then let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. The Texans have gone down to one and a half and back up to two and a half. Which line, Which are, we line are we talking about? <laughs> is it yeah, the one that closes or is it one that is just in general? Correct. Um, early in the week, late in the week. Which one matters? Mm. Um, nothing. It's almost like it's a random trend. <laughs> um, I tend to be pessimistic. I tend to be pessimistic. All right, we'll take our break. We come back. Playoff leaders markets. A lot of these markets. A lot of plus odds. A lot of different stuff to look at. <laughs> Let's discuss most passing yards, most rushing yards. Who's going to have it and why? That's when we come back here on Live That's Saturday. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the code VEGAS. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code VEGAS. The crown is yours. How about that? $5 and you get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And if you're out there right now in a jurisdiction with DraftKings, what are you waiting for? Use a promo code Vegas. All right, Pam. We talked about something, nothing. Play. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about playoff leaders. Now, again, mm-hmm. to specify here, what we're talking about is not just for Wild Card Weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. this is player will lead in this category for the postseason. Right. So obviously you want to look at teams you are going to make some runs here and hopefully a team that is going to make a run to the Super Bowl, obviously, because more games is better for you with that. Let's start. Most passing yards in the NFL playoffs. Dak Prescott, favorite of plus 275. Josh Allen at 4-1. to one. Brock Purdy at 475. Insulting. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes at plus 650. Lamar Jackson at plus 750. And Jared Goff at plus 750. This is not the end of the list. It's just that we have, uh, graphically, we only have the top six guys. Most passing yards. Pam, where are you going? Um... The obvious answer is going to be Dak Prescott simply because of that connection that he has to C.D. Lamb. This is a very high, potent passing offense. They're a big favorite um, this weekend, right? Big, so, huge yeah. favorites this weekend against a very vulnerable secondary with the Packers. That automatically, I can see why Dak Prescott is the favorite. Jared Goff at 7.5 to 1 is also interesting because he has an interesting matchup. He's playing at home today, uh, tomorrow. We know how well Jared Goff is in his home stadium. Also going up against a vulnerable secondary with the Rams. We saw Lamar Jackson obliterate them. Um, Jared Goff can definitely do the same. I think everything else is like process of elimination. Brock Purdy, they can definitely choose to run the ball. I don't Mm -hmm. want to utilize him because they have Christian McCaffrey. Patrick Mahomes, also don't want to use him. We've seen this offense be subpar all season long. So Mm -hmm. the fact that he's even in the top four, uh, that's incorrect to me. Lamar Jackson, we've also seen his numbers for an MVP candidate and for him to be MVP race. He doesn't have the production in the passing game um, that I would like to see for taking seven and a half odds. So the two obvious would be Dak Prescott plus 275 and Jared Goff at seven and a half to one. Yeah, I think um, so for me, I actually did gravitate toward Brock Purdy when Caesar sent this over Mm -hmm. only because like, yes, they are a, they're a, their offense is based on the running game. He's also, and I'll use the argument against Brock Purdy that many have used for him though He's got a whole bunch of yak guys on this roster. Like, he's going to check it down to Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey's going to take that bad boy an extra 10 to 15 yards. Correct. They're also going to be a team 
that you would assume makes some sort of run. They're the one seed. They're going to play at home throughout the postseason as long as they're live up into the Super Bowl. They're in a conference that I think is somewhat weak. So I think I've got a couple of things working for me, right? I've got the Yak specialists on the team. I've got a team that I think can make kind of a run here and should make a run uh, out here to Las Vegas. So I think those are the two things that I, I really am looking at. To be honest with you, I understand why Prescott is where he's at just because of their offense and the way that right. they run it. But a lot of people are picking the Packers, right, to potentially upset the Dallas Cowboys this coming weekend. Me being one of them. <laughs> right. So, like, I, I don't know if the long – because to me, the longevity has got to be, right. like, a really big part of this too. And right. I think Josh Allen's kind of interesting only in that we're seeing the weather this weekend. Right. Again, I will reiterate for anybody just joining us, the Buffalo Bills-Pittsburgh Steelers game will be played on Monday now, not on Sunday. Um, but if that weather – because now they get two home games, right, if they right. win – but does that weather cut into the ability to throw? And so now if you're looking at Josh Allen, it's kind of a push and pull, right? Which is, okay, I might get a team here that should have some longevity in the postseason, but I also might have a team that's playing in the middle of a blizzard every single weekend. <laughs> and so even if he does play two or three games, it's going to be an inclement weather the entire time, and he might not be able to rack up the passing yards. Correct. Uh, to that agreement, yes. So then Dak Prescott obviously makes sense for being the leader, but to your discussion of him potentially not even making it out of the wild card round. Yes, by default, you want to eliminate him. Brock Purdy, I guess, could be interesting at four, uh, plus 475. Jared Goff, why, why no interest in Jared Goff? Uh, I think they're going to win this weekend. Uh, my only thing is they, they are an offense that is very reliant on their running game, right? And I just don't know if the opportunities are going to be there to rack up passing yards in comparison with some of these other teams. And I also think it's a short-lived run. Like, I think the Rams are being a little overvalued by generally everybody, right? Because right. we're talking about like, hey, watch out. They're like the dangerous, sexy team in the NFC. And so everybody's really kind of piling in here. I also, as somebody who bet that game under the total, yeah. I don't think it's going to be like a very high-scoring game either. So I don't know if you're going to get the pass passing yards but generally it's i think it's different than brock purdy i don't know why i'm holding my heart i think i think it's <laughs> different brock than brock purdy, purdy is close to your heart <laughs> yeah but i think it's different than brock purdy because there is more explosiveness with that san francisco offense and the ability for yards after catch on the passing plays that they run as opposed to with jared Goff. and as you mentioned they are favorites to win the super bowl yep. and they have been all season long so by process of elimination brock purdy would be the the best option of this top six to choose from and then for me just because i am I am a believer in Jared Goff in this offense and being um, upset possibilities for maybe running deep. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff at seven and a half to one. Um, yeah, I'm not going to argue too much with it. And you mentioned like Lamar Jackson. There is going to be obviously. And the other thing, too, is betting on, I guess, the negative. We'll move on to the rushing yards. The negative for betting Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson would be that these other teams, like let's say Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. do have the extra game if they make a run. Correct. Right? So like that is something where if you're going to bet Brock Purdy, if you're going to bet Lamar Jackson, you almost need them to make that run to the Super Bowl here in a playoff leaders market like this because they are behind the eight ball at the very least when it comes to the game, that you know, the extra game played. You need them to do that because if you get a team in the wild card round that makes a run to their respective conference championship, they'll have a game lead on you at that time. So right. a lot thinking in here. All right. Most rushing yards then. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at plus 175. Cook is at plus 360. Pollard's at plus two, uh, 750. Singletary, 850. And then Isaiah Pacheco at 11 to 1. What are we doing with most rushing yards? It is hard to look past Christian McCaffrey. Again, given the fact we assume that they're going to make a run and that they do run the ball. Are you looking anywhere else? Uh, I think James Cook at plus 360 is interesting yep. to me. Um, I Weather aside, and yes, Buffalo Bills, they did get moved to Monday. I think they could definitely use the run game a lot heavily. They have been utilizing their run game in recent weeks. Buffalo, to me, is interesting. They also have the opportunity to make a deep run into this. They are getting two home games. We know that um, Josh Allen has still been turnover prone with his interceptions. Maybe they turn to a little bit more conservative. Maybe they try to run the clock. That defense has been elite. So I would expect that this offense to have some success in the early rounds. Buffalo to me into James Cook. Yep. And I'll use the same argument that I just used against Josh Allen for most passing yards for James Cook here in this spot, which is uh, Pam, if they're playing in inclement weather, right? You're going to want to run the ball. Run the ball. You're going to want to run. And if they make a run, like I believe they can, and I hope they can, um, it's going to be on Cook to potentially do that. So I, I think that's, that's it. I mean, once you look past these other spots, right? 
it is, I think, somewhat hard to really make it because uh, you don't really have like a bell cow in these other situations for a team like Houston. Like, I believe, obviously, they're live here against the Cleveland Browns, but I don't know if that's going to really uh, you're not a team that I think makes a run. So, again, you're going to be limited in terms of the amount of games that you play. Right. And I think with a team like Buffalo and a rusher like him, I think you're talking about Cook having the potential to have longevity and playing in England weather get the attempts uh, all right playoff leaders in terms of touchdowns most rushing touchdowns uh plus 350 for christian mccaffrey josh allen is five to one jalen hurts at nine to one is actually kind of interesting only because again dude they you give two games for hurts but they're automatic when they get inside the five you know three yard line right, right? it's tush push into the end zone he could play two games pam and have like four rushing touchdowns the problem is and what we saw in week 18 is they couldn't even get into the end zone mm. <laughs> into the red zone um i had Jalen Hurts for any time touchdown and they couldn't even make it past the 50 mark. Mm. He's had so many injuries and then he has sustained another one with his middle finger and you saw it. It looked like a wave and that was on his passing arm. So uh, passing hand. So I don't know how effective this offense is going to be. Yes, it's interesting. And that could be the assumption. But even Josh Allen himself, he's very similar to that of Jalen Hurts. Once you get down into the red zone, Allen 100% is capable of taking it into his own hands and punching it in. So you wouldn't uh, Where would you go here? Probably for most rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Josh Allen. Five to one. So you believe, uh, extending this out, you believe that the Bills have the capability of making a run here in the postseason? Because, yes. again, you want games. Yes. You've come around. <laughs> Based off of the, the bracket and the way things are drawing out, yes. Yep, you come around. See, I told you, man. I told you. you just, you, you, you'll come around eventually. <laughs> Most receiving touchdowns, by the way, C.D. Lamb, uh, the favorite is 6-1. to one, Stephon Diggs, 7-1. to one. Amon Ross St. Brown, 13-1. to one. Brandon Ayuk, 14-1. to one. Zay Flowers at 14-1, to one, too. Um, this seems not random, but I, I'm looking at this overall. I actually wouldn't say no to my guy, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, he's my guy. He carried me to a fantasy championship last year. Um... I think Ayuk is probably one of those things. Or again, you're talking about explosive offense. He, I think, Caesar Miana line. He's their best receiver. Like he's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that when you're right. looking at the abilities of again making a run, playing in favorable conditions in San Francisco, all these sort of things. Yeah, give me Ayuk at fourteen to one. Why not take the shot? The only, yeah, the only thing about San Francisco is they have so many weapons that it's going to be passed around. So it's going to be more of a balanced offense, and it's not a one guy that other wow. teams have. I just like, keep trying to be positive on San Francisco, and you just keep bringing me down. <laughs> They just have too many options, offensive weapons, and you want to maybe target a team that has one. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the hoops. Moda Keel is going to be with us. Let's break down the association, what has been a very, very fun season so far. It's Live Bet Saturday. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.